Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Crush Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Cantharion, a.k.a. Chris Crush Jacob, because Chris Crush will make the ball jump, jump. Today, we have a very special legacy podcast. Not only are we doing this on an early day of the week, unlike the previous weeks, we are doing this at a normal time, unlike the previous weeks, and we have some folks who have been around for a minute or two. So we're going to start at the top of the list of those who are speaking today. We have Bauer, a.k.a. Shumi Hulk and Vettel. How's it going today, Bobo? Oh, it's going okay. Uh, I did a, a very drunk podcast with Degumpa last night, and I don't know if we're even going to release that because it was an absolute uh, mess. So it's it's been a tough time waking up this morning, but uh, feeling good now. I was going to say it's, uh, what is it, two-year time right now? A little after two? Yeah. So you have just enough time, right? Like you wake up at noon, get a couple hours yep. to recharge the batteries, and then, yep. and then get to go, right? Awesome. And then we have the uh, the Crush Anchovy fan account, a.k.a. Chris Brick Squared, a.k.a. CBS, also yeah. known as Chris Jimenez. How's it going today, CBS? Hey man, I'm doing just fine today. It's 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 definitely been a long day. It's gonna be a long day now, but I'm I'm here. I'm excited, and I think Bauer, you should actually post that um drunk part. I want to listen to it. I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I think that's at least to, at least post it on chat, so so you know I could listen to it. Probably it's probably a fun one. <laughs> yeah, maybe just post it in our media section. Maybe don't post yeah. it on the on the forums, but just let us know about if it. If you want to, I I don't know where it's gonna get. Or maybe post it on your OnlyFans. That's we'll, we'll sign up for your OnlyFans. That's probably the plan. And then uh, last but certainly not least, uh, we've got Dag Chovy, aka Degumpa Chicago, aka Jason Buswell. How's it going, sir? Thanks for having me. I'm uh, doing really well. Um, and just uh, uh, answer a CBS. I think I think that's a great idea. We probably should just post it here and nowhere else because I seriously. Do not think that podcast is ready for any anywhere outside of uh, this locker room. It is it is cursed. It is the league no can't joking. handle that. The, the league can't handle it. No, um, I will. I I will actually probably like um, be kicked out of the league for Maltine if if they if they find that if they see that podcast. I mean, it's it's all entertainment for all of us. Okay, it's not not that's it. No, it's it's only for, for your eyes, for your ears only. I should say for uh, for CBS's ears only. Good. Good. Oh, so he's you're just gonna private message him, and he's the only he'll tell us how it is, basically. Yeah, no, he'll he'll be the only audience we'll wherever have for that pod. Okay, that's fair. I like that. Yeah, I mean, he is he is the the OG Crush brother, really the better half of the Crush brothers. Let's be honest. So I get it. No, no, I don't think about that. <laughs> Uh, and then, I mean, we have a, a bevy of silent guests. Um, we also have a, a temporary guest. I'm not sure, because uh, I always start these things late. I always plan on starting them at an hour and then start them like 10 to 15 minutes late. So we've got a Barry B. Benson uh, who might hang out and chat with us for just a bit. Uh, how's it going, Barry? Going good. All right. <laughs> I know, it's, he's like... I gotta leave in like 16 minutes, and I hate you guys, but I'll hang out. <laughs> that's that's the attitude, and I like it. That's perfect. Uh, and and shout out, you know, we gotta give shout outs to all of our silent guests. Uh, the the hero of of the postseason, uh, you know, it's it's still the greatest home run in Kingpin's postseason history. We've got Sarah Anchovy chillaxing in the background, and uh, no, I'm not gonna make you talk. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, and then uh, shout outs to uh, to Juosu. Uh, we we stand with Stan Antonio. Uh, you know, supporting the 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 crush, the other crush brother hanging out, and and recent inductee to the crush fam. If you've read some of those uh, the the point tests or JPTs, whichever one that she's doing to uh, to join the crush fam, we support. Uh, and shout outs to uh, to Wildfire as well, Chillaxin in the background just yeah a lot of friends a lot of friends today and friends are always a good thing and i like to pretend that i have a lot of friends so thank you guys for all showing up there pretending to be my friend this is 
what podcasting is all about, I think. So I want to talk about, uh, again, drafting stuff. Uh, the, the draft behind the scenes is in progress, is I think mostly complete at this point. And I kind of want to talk about, you know, the since we've all had experience in the majors at this point, since we've all experienced other locker rooms, and because we have a couple of GMs here at this point, I wanted to get into kind of the why behind drafting, what what it is that you know you guys as GMs look for, uh, what it is that we as teammates look for, um, and and then get into a little bit of you know the hierarchy and, and things like that, and then, and then you know maybe the locker room cultures of of the majors versus our our minor league awesome culture. We know that the Kingpins locker room is the greatest locker room in the PBE, so nothing's ever going to compare to it, but I like to talk about the differences between the locker rooms and maybe help set expectations for those rookies who are going to be shipped off at some point and and maybe not thrust them into the deep end uh, quite as terribly. So uh, let's jump in with Bauer. So I'm, I'm just going to go in order. As a GM, what is it that you look for Maybe maybe give like a listing or a hierarchy or something. You don't have to reveal too much. Don't reveal all of your company secrets, but tell me what your drafting process is. Um, so obviously TPE earning is like the highest thing that you look at. Um, you, you obviously need good players to uh, win championships. So that's pretty much number one. Uh, number two someone who's going to mesh well with people who are already in the locker room or who we're planning to bring to the team because it's not going to be, I mean, I've experienced locker room fallout where teams that probably could have won championships, if they all stuck together, it all went down in shambles because there was things that happened that I won't get into, but a lot of people know of. Um, so yeah, people that will mesh well together, that, that obviously helps. And uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, I was I was going to when you guys posted your your brief presser last night. The question was going to be when are the Toros going to officially change their branding to fit the Kingpins? Because honestly, that's you just draft like half of the Kingpins. It seems like every season. Well, it's because I know a lot of the people here, and I know they'll fit in with what we have already. So I like it. Strong strategy. And, uh, and yeah, Dag, same question. What is it that, that you look for? It's a little bit different, obviously, as a miners GM, uh, but, you know, what's, what's that process sound like? What does it look like? And, and what's the, the kind of the number one thing you're looking for? Well, it sounds like uh, me saying the F word uh, 17 times in an hour um, because that, that's the draft. But, yeah, my, my, I love the draft. It's my favorite part of being a GM. Uh, for me, I'm always looking for good users uh, more than anything else, like, I mean, of course, there's you know a difference between drafting a pitcher and drafting a hitter, but beyond that, I just want a person who like if I have a good talk with, if I mesh with Mel, uh, if I mesh with mesh with well, actually, that's the words there, uh, or if they say they're from Chicago, which is always a plus, uh, then we bring them in, and it generally works out. I don't think we've we've actually had very very good draft luck uh, and waiver luck the last um, the last few seasons, um, and yeah, I think that's really just because I like drafting people who I find uh, to be fun and it's done wonders for us yeah definitely the uh the chicago factor i mean that's the easy one right uh, since we all kind of have a little bit of that background um and yeah i i definitely i mean that both of you guys kind of echoed the same sentiment right you're just looking for people that you mesh well with that you vibe well with um i know both of you guys have kind of your own uh, relatively similar a process for the interviews on, on the draftees and uh, and those questions are less about it seems like they're you know correct me if I'm wrong it seems like they're less about the actual answers and more about the how people answer them does that you know, either Bauer or Dag feel free to jump in on that yeah that, that's that go ahead thank you that's that, that's definitely true um I like when people give like nice fleshed out answers uh, or when they it's clear that they thought about it uh, instead of just like saying you know, yes, no, a nine, stuff like that. Um, and then I always like to look for stuff I can work off of when they, because I like um, asking follow-ups as well. Uh, so if I can ask a follow-up and they give a great answer to that, then that's absolutely someone I would like to draft. 
That's awesome. uh, that's pretty much what I was gonna say. So, Bauer, same answer. All right. Yep. You know what? I'll allow it. Just this once, I'll allow Ditto. it. Can you tell he's my multi? Right. <laughs> yeah, you're allegedly talking at the same time, but you know, maybe they're just a really good ventriloquist. Yep. I don't know. I don't know how technology works. Um, so similar, similar question. So CBS, are you involved with the uh, the the locker room or the decision making at all with the slots or no? So basically, I am in the slot war room, and I do give my opinion sometimes on who to draft, who's who's um like who I think should be able to come to the slot, or somebody that I find familiar that. <laughs> If I recognize a name, then I probably put it out there. But yeah, um, I have some slight involvement in the decision for this lot of drafting. Right on. So, so then, similar question to you when you're looking at those things. I mean, you mentioned obviously if you've interacted with them before, that's an easy thing to say. Do you go out and do any of the you know scouting help with that at all? And um, and if not, you know, what is, what is it, you know, aside from just kind of saying like, Hey, I talked to this person. Is there anything else that you, you jump in with? So based on that, um, I am currently like, we have like our own list and we have certain amount of players who, who we think that are, that could be good choices. So from that, we look at the, the scouting that Bobby does. You know, Bobby Dog, the co-GM of the slot. We so based so based on the direct answers that they give us from from the either the Discord or the forums, we we look at those and, and we find some interest in them. We reach out to them. We we reach out to them, or you also would. And from there, we decide if they are worthy or fit our agenda, basically. Yeah. Oh, I like that. We decide if they are worthy, if they can wield the sword of truth. Yeah, definitely. That's. Uh, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, I think that's similar to how uh, the scorpions approach it as well. I would say that um, I. So I was allowed a little bit of leeway as far as who I spoke to and then how I interacted with them. So I think they're like they're the standard kind of questions of, you know, how you know. Do you want to play for us? Do you want to be a left-handed batter? Blah blah blah. And I was like, you know, I feel like you're answering these these questions, you know, anywhere between ten and eighteen times, depending on how vigilant everyone is scouting. So maybe maybe I'll mix it up a little bit, and uh, I'll find out about people's five-year plan. You know, I'll ask them the questions about uh, the you know the the Twitter post for the. The, the DBS account that was saying that we're um, unlikable and arrogant um, and stinky. Stinky's the other big thing. So how do you guys feel about that? And again, I'm not looking for like I'm sad if I get a yes or no answer or I'm sad if I get an answer that just says that's fine or okay. I'm looking for creativity. I'm looking for people that I know would be a really fun culture fit that that I would have fun interacting with on a daily basis. So um, obviously I'm not the GM or co-GM of the Scorpions. So I think similarly to CBS, I kind of floated my recommendations and some of them um, were agreed upon and some of them weren't because that's, that's how leadership works. But uh, ultimately it was nice to get to be able to have a voice on that and to be able to you know, obviously just talk up like every single person from this locker room because I just know them all. <laughs> so that was really fun. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, I, again, I think all of our approaches are similar that we're just, the, the main thing to remember is being fun and creative with it. Don't approach it like it's work because then, you know, it's, it just makes it pretty clear you don't want to, either you don't want to play for the team or you're really not as interested in PBE as the rest of us. That's what it feels like even if maybe that's not what you're going for. So those would be kind of my pro tips from a draftee standpoint, right? When you answer those questions, uh, take that approach with it and try to have fun with it. You know, treat it like a, a normal media thing where you're trying to be creative and, and not necessarily entertaining, but just, I don't know, say something different. 
Don't just tell me numbers. Don't just say yes or no. Uh, have fun with it. But yeah, I think ultimately don't stress that part of it because in the end there's going to be X factors, right? There's going to be things like, hey, we just, you know, we're not going to ask this player to change uh, because they've already said they don't want to and because of that reason they wouldn't fit the team. Or even though they gave really creative and good answers, um, we've just got this other person who we know really well or would be a great culture fit. So I think that would be the other side of it too for the draftees is be excited tentatively about you know where you get picked, but don't stress it or don't put too much of your self-worth into it. I think it's easy to get lost in like our characters and, and role-playing. Uh, Bauer, would you have any advice for draftees as the you know the, the draft is hitting? Anything that you would like to add or share with them? Uh, kind of just what you said about not stressing too much about where you go. Um, for one, uh, people who have been in this league and are recreating players and have a very very good history with people in the league are obviously going to go towards the top because we know they're going to be a sure thing. It doesn't matter how crazy good you are as a incoming player well sometimes it does but you have to be miles and miles ahead and showing insane work but um yeah don't don't worry too much about where you're getting drafted because i mean when i first came into the league i didn't really know what i was doing um i didn't know how to make an update page and all that and i went in the fourth round and it made me kind of happy that i went that deep because it meant that everyone had passed on me. So it's kind of like a little revenge thing. So yeah, don't worry about where you go. Yeah, that's that's a good point as well. Um, you know, I got drafted the first round, but super late in the first round. And a big factor to that was the podcasts had just started, essentially, when I got drafted. So I think I had done two podcasts and either of them had been graded. So my banks was, was sitting at around 12 million. And so it just looked like, Hey, this you know this guy isn't a max earner, so that was it, that was pretty much it. Like, yeah, he's he's um, a decent culture fit to most locker rooms, but but if he's not going to make money, then we need to go after people who we know are going to make money. So a lot of teams, I mean, they're they're just looking for whatever that best pick is for the future, in addition to the the culture fits. And yes, uh, Jan Sebastian Moose Moosey has joined. Boy, were they wrong! <laughs> Boy, were they wrong! I got all that money now. We're going to make a new equipment tier. It's the God tier equipment. It's going to be $40 million. It's only going to give one more TPE. Let's do this. I'm in. I'm invested. I think it's perfect. Oh, we lost Barry B. Benson. Well, rip. Rip the B. Um, Dag, uh, would you have any advice for draftees uh, coming in to the, the draft? Yeah, yeah, I have tons of advice. Uh, first thing you want to do, you want to get on Insanity. You know, you got to got to work them, work them traps, work them delts, legs. Eh, you can the legs only matter. Just you know, follow all the follow all the steps. Uh, I think it, what, it was like fourteen steps or something, uh, something like that. Second, you got to watch all of Billy Zane's movies, all of them: Titanic, Tombstone, Back to the Future One, Back to the Future Two, all of them. Okay, you're you're not gonna you're not even gonna be drafted if you haven't if you can't if you haven't memorized every single word Billy Zane has said in cinematic form. And uh, third, I'd say um, just be respectful of others because I think um, GMs definitely look for people who get along with others well. Um, not even given the circumstances, they just they just you know the rookie chat is actually a pretty important tool to help your draft stock. I never realized that because I never joined the rookie chat uh, when I first came into this league. So you know, be nice to as many people as you can. Uh, maybe make some connections if you can. Maybe stay in contact with a lot of those people if you can. It might help you in the future. Wink, wink. Um, but yeah, you follow those three steps, especially the Billy Zane one. Uh, you should be good. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, probably the. The toid that is my favorite is the flactoid. Uh, that's the that's the one I'm working on. But um, yeah, it's important to work all of the the tra trapeziuses for sure. Um, and yeah, Billy Zane, you know, I I the Zoolander appearance. That's also important too. A lot of people will forget about you know parts where he played himself. 
So um, that's that is also important to remember how how he was in Owen Wilson's corner and trying to help him out. So um, yeah, and 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 I guess the last part was important too. So interacting with people, I guess or whatever. Um, I, yeah, I, I think I was the same way. I think I like literally said hi in the rookie chat and then asked a couple of questions. So maybe that was enough. Maybe I did more than than average, as far as oh, that goes. D definitely ask questions. Like apps, like I, I always ask on the end of my surveys. Uh, ask questions. I'm like, you know, if you have any questions, please let me know. I always uh, give like I, I always have much more. Um, desire to get someone if it's clear that they want to figure out how this league works because that shows that they want to become invested so absolutely ask questions if you have any uh, yeah I think that's another good point too is that you know and uh, Sarah kind of brings up the the how people are introduced into the league is quite varying and so you're jumping into you know potentially you're just jumping into forums and there's a lot of information. There's a lot of resources to read, and you're worried about all the intro stuff and getting your your nine tasks done, and and thinking about all of that. And maybe the Discord kind of gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. So uh, I think that's the probably the hardest part for a new user is just sometimes finding access to things, <laughs> finding the information that's relevant, sorting through all of it, and. That's that's kind of where Discord helps so much, where if you just come in and just ask a couple of questions to whoever recruited you or you know whoever brought you over, and, and they'll tell you they'll probably I mean that's what I would say I would say yeah, just jump into Discord and ask ask whoever you know, talked to you one or two things or ask someone who has reached out to you one or two things and that way you'll you'll kind of get the the links that you need and, and bypass all of the nonsense because uh, I think Sarah was also the one who pointed out that we're not in the 1990s so forum communication is not the the primary way people communicate apparently um, CBS what do you what do you think what what kind of a drafty advice would you have and and uh, I mean I don't know about yeah, the Billy Zane so thing. basically to follow up what you were saying about the forums I personally don't like having conversation through forums. I prefer more conversation through Discord or a PM because it feels more natural, like you're having a conversation. And it feels like you haven't got to know the person even more. Um, so so any, any advice that I would give any of the rookies would be to show that you have like more enthusiasm on the league or the that personal team because that, that will show the the team scouting you that okay you're really in, in, invested in the league so you're probably gonna be a really good earner or really good voice on the on the locker room and that's honestly what us and the staff will look at we look if you if you're having fun with the league then we probably would look at you or possibly draft because if you're having fun that means that you're even gonna even have more fun with us because um our our mentality is basically to win but also to have a fun environment in the locker room and that's honestly something that us or like what gms should look at when they're considering drafting the rookies but yeah yeah i just i can't emphasize enough to to any gms or scouts who are listening uh please don't try to communicate with with those new users through the forums just don't do it just hit them up in discord make them feel welcome start a conversation sure send your 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 um, copy paste questions that there's no problem with that but if if you can stick around and really engage with that user especially you know from a minor leagues perspective i think uh, both dag and moosey do do a great job of being league ambassadors which is why it's such a travesty that they haven't won uh, GMs of the year because like like how often do these guys have conversations with people and probably turn them into max earners uh, just because they treated them like a person you know like it's that human interaction point right minus that one yeah so one, one one thing I know that some people do is, is that they they get sent the question through the form and they just copy and paste it to the discord and have and send it through the to the actual GM and just have the conversation there. That's 
so I know some people do. And, and that's, as you can see, people actually prefer more Discord conversation than forums. Yeah, that's so that's a good point. Dag echoes it. You know, if, if they're not in Discord or they didn't post their Discord anywhere, let's tell them about yeah. Discord. Um, and for, for, I think, honestly, I'm going to be honest, I think the only people who don't have Discord are like people who are my age or older, right? Like, so you have to tell them, like, oh, it's like, remember AOL Instant Messenger? You have to tell them that. It's kind of like that. Uh, I don't feel like a lot of younger folks don't have Discord. I feel like that's a rarity, not a common thing, right? That's what, I don't know. That's You know what, that's my, um, we, we don't fact check here. Let's remember that. We don't fact check, and that is my anecdotal evidence. Um, and I'm old, so I can say that. I'm allowed to make fun of old people being old. That's okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, just keep the engagement going. Connect with people like they're people. You're not doing, and again, I can't emphasize this enough, as if you're in the minors, you are a league ambassador. Like, you're the one who's probably the first, like the second person talking to them, right? The first person was the person who talked them into joining, or they read a forum post or a Reddit post. So you may be the first or second interaction that they have with this league. Please just just talk to them. Yes, send them questions, but boy, it's yeah, it's just sad. It's sad when I see uh, posts from people that are like, yeah, so here's here's the interaction I had, and it's literally just like, hey. I'm the GM for so-and-so, here are my questions, and then they give like really well-reasoned and thought-out answers, and the response is, great, let me know if you have any questions. That is not engaging, that's not, so I've, I've worked in, in leadership for 11 years, I've done Six Sigma training, and it's so important, it's just so important to talk to people, man, it's just, just relate to people, it doesn't matter what you're doing, um, if you want them to play the video, the the fake baseball video game with you, you gotta talk to them. That's it. So shout outs, uh, infinite shout outs to RGMs, uh, Dag and Moosey, who are actually good at that because that's it's huge. It's huge. Uh, but yeah. yeah, go ahead. So yeah, um, to answer what, what Dag was saying in the chat. So basically, I've, one reason I think I fell lower than I showed was because of my inactivity in the server chat. Like, like you mentioned before, the rookie chat and the PV and the main PV chat, like I'm not really into talking in, in a large group of people. Rather, I'd rather stick around in the Kingpin locker room, the locker room where I'm like, where there's less people and more people I feel more comfortable talking with. But yeah, I feel like that's one reason I, I fell in the, in the draft. But I'm not really too worried about it since I'm in a good team, I'm in a good place, and I'm a top earner too, so I feel that's something to consider. If you're a rookie and, and you are worrying about getting, about like stepping down the draft, just focus on yourself and make sure that you're in a good place and that you are earning your, your TP so you could be a top, a top player in the league. That, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just... just putting yourself out there in some way. Um, you don't have to just like constantly post in the Discord either. It's not like you have to be persistent or throwing nonsense out there all the time. You just have to you know, like put your voice out there, interact with some people. I think that's a good thing. And then the Twitch angle I think is really fun too. It's kind of a, uh, there's a, there's a select group I feel like that, that has engaged pretty well in, in the Discord, like rookie and general chats. And I feel like it's, there's another kind of subset group or offset group that engages in the Twitch channels, and that's another kind of fun way to to get to know people at a different level and engage on uh, different topics. You know, jump into that that draft in Twitch if you can. If you can, throw a post or two in there and encourage your your fellow draftees or get hyped about where you got picked. I think that's. Uh, that's another really fun way to instantly make people regret not picking you <laughs> because it's like, oh crap, this person is way, like, they're posting in Twitch. They're way more active than I thought. I feel like, you know, because we, we only get, what, like 100 viewers on average or, or like less than that, right? So it's it's a relatively select group in that Twitch channel. So I would, I would recommend that as well if you guys haven't um, checked it out on Twitch. Twitch does have a mobile app, so if you, you know, if you're like me and you're at work and these things happen, if you if you're taking a break, 
or going on launch, feel free. Yeah, but Twitch on mobile is pretty trash. It's not the best. It's, uh, it is... Like yeah. For me, that is usually why I watch the games, the live, the live stream, but it usually like, just crashes or starts lagging, and it's not that fun. Yeah, unless someone from Twitch listens to this, then your platform is great, and you know, obviously, you're, I know you're working as hard as you can to make it even better. So, <laughs> please sponsor yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, but no, 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 I, I'm with you. There's, it's they've they've actually made a lot of changes to to make it better. It used to be a lot worse. So yeah. It's still not perfect, but um, it's at least mostly usable now, <laughs> for sure. And yes, uh, Sonic is collecting uh, orders. Uh, for the grocery store, uh, I'm always running low on Earl Grey, so feel free to grab me some. Uh, not the Twinings, uh, Bigelow, because uh, Twinings is trash. So uh, do not sponsor us, Twinings. I'm not a fan. But Bigelow, please sponsor us. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I love it. I love the. I think we all have just that same mentality when it comes to how you portray yourself and how you interact with other people is the main way we're gonna we're gonna get excited about you as a user and as a player so keep that excitement going and then of course you know let's not forget trash media posts those are some of my favorite things so if you if you have like a really goofy or fun story about your player if you can role play if that if that's interesting to you right don't don't uh, do things that aren't fun for you but if you enjoy those things, there's, yeah, there's a lot of, I think most of the people in this chat have released something goofy about their player at one point or another, and a lot of people will, will read those, like, especially, especially the intro PTs, a lot of people check those out, so if you're really trying to make a good impression on the league, or put your name out there, that's, I think it's another really effective way to do it. And it, again, it doesn't have to be like uh, you know, like a D and D style, super fleshed out background. Uh, it can just be like a day in the life. Uh, shout outs to Jess with the uh, the peanut butter saga. It doesn't have to be what it was. What did she say? It was forty thousand characters. Is what it's up to now. Something like that. It doesn't have to be that. Uh, but that that is also really fun. If you're a writer and you want to just write stuff about your character, please do and link it because I want to read it. Um, but yeah, so I think I think that's that's a pretty good summary of the draft, and I think it's a natural lead-in to to that kind of locker room culture. So we talked about people who are fun to interact with or are enjoyable. Um, how about this, Bauer? Let's tell me about one of your favorite locker room interactions. Something that that just happened kind of spur of the moment that you really had fun with. I'm putting you on the spot. I know, but. Um, I mean, as far as recently goes, uh, our locker room hasn't been crazy active because none of our players are up in the majors. Um, but as far as the Toros locker room, since I signed there, um, we were all in voice chat for the, uh, season 18 world series. Uh, like probably more than half of the entire roster was in there and, we were all watching that and freaking out when we won the World Series. So that probably is my my best interaction. Most of those people are gone now, but yeah, just the random hype nonsense. I think is a yep. lot of fun for sure, for sure. Uh, how about you, Dag? What's what's been your, one of your favorite moments, uh, locker room wise, so far? You don't know. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Um, I think. I'm- I'm going to honestly say uh, the most recent one, which was the anchovy walk-off. That just had so much um, excitement and energy around it. And, uh, you know, it, w- it was really just the craziest way that the series could have been. It really the cra- I-, I will die on this hill. It is the craziest play in PB history because before Ann, you had two people with 40i who both walked. And then anchovy comes up with 28 power and hits a home run uh, to – to end uh, the seven game uh, conference championship and just all, all of us kind of unraveling that because of course the, you know, the moment itself was awesome, but then realizing it was anchovy and then realizing that you know, we had 28 power and just, uh, just, it was perfect. And we're still buzzing about it uh, despite not winning in the world series. That is 
yeah, I don't think I don't think anything's top that. Yeah, I mean, watching like a dozen people just type random characters in a row, uh, I think that kind of speaks for itself. That was none of us expected it, and what yeah, what a what a crazy game and what a way to end a game. I mean, that's and shoutouts to did is that released to the public, Moosey? Did you release that video to the wild in a? Do you, I mean, would you be willing to... It, it, does that qualify for the video whatever thing? The video media thing? Whatever it is now? I don't know. I, I guess it wouldn't qualify for double media, but... Oh, okay, cool. All right, cool. There you go. So uh, look forward to Moosey's double media post. He's got... He, he showed us the uh, the meme version, so get excited about that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think that that's kind of mine too, so I'll think of a second one uh, while I ask the same question to CBS. What's been one of your favorite locker room moments so far? Um, so for me, I would have to say the same as Doug. That, um, that moment when Shobi hit that walk-off of mine, that was probably one of the most phenomenal things that, that could happen, like the moment in the playoffs and you hit a walk-off to literally in a game seven and how crazy the shot i mean i said the, the whole locker room was during that moment um it was basically unforgettable like some, something you don't really see that often like one the closest thing that i could remember was um the season before i got drafted to san antonio was when they won the world series and they won almost that same way they it was a walk off. It was a walk off home run in Astro Innings in Game Seven, and I remember looking back in the Discord chat in San Antonio, and they were pretty. That that was pretty insane too. Even though I wasn't part of the locker room by that time, but I imagine how the environment would have been during that during that time. But for me, I think that yeah, the Anshobi one is probably one of the most memorable moments for me. Even though I wasn't part of the campaigns, but I was still here, you know. Well, and to clarify, we are always part of the Kingpins, but not, we were not on the roster. Yeah, like, so it would have been even more memorable if I was playing for the Kingpins. That's what I'm trying to say. True. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm on the, I'm the 10th man on the roster sitting in the bleachers. I'm pretty sure that's how it works, but. Uh, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, if I catch the ball, if it's a home run. And I'm in center field, and I catch the ball. That's an out. So, and oh, oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just getting word that I'm actually the bat boy. Yeah, thank you, Jan Sebastian Moose, for the clarification. I appreciate that. Um, it's you know, it's an important job. Someone's got to do it. And as long as I still have a spot in the locker room, you know, even if it's just like where the trash can used to be, that's this is great. Okay, so if you're the bat boy, that means I'm the water boy, right? Right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, we got, we got, uh, listen, these are important, equipment managers are really important to teams, so. Yeah. Um, wait, what? That's, I, sorry, I'm just getting word that DeGumpa Chicago is encouraging violence uh, from players to equipment <laughs> managers. Uh, yeah, oh it boy. is Chicago. Yeah, this is going to be some good combat stuff, I don't so. know. I don't know how this is gonna gonna play out, Dag. Do you have a response to this? I mean, what do you, what do you want to tell my lawyers at this point? Uh, uh. Well, I think this falls under the friend rule, so technically Dang you can't it. do anything. Um, haha. I knew I should never have submitted the friend application to Dom for us. Uh, I knew that was a mistake. Uh, boy, I don't think I don't know if we've created an appeals process or a redaction process. I'm not sure. It could be friends for life. Like maybe there is no way to eliminate that friends list. You have to. You're just stuck with that friend forever now. So that's that's my own fault. That's I'm my own worst enemy in this case. And oh yeah, and so the water boy is also snack snack boy, right? Uh, yeah, I gotta bring the seeds. Gotta bring the sunflower seeds. It's important. And uh, and Sarah's an accountant. This is yeah, so so anchovy obviously also an accountant this is great this is perfect we've all got yeah we've all got we're gonna set up like a uh, a legacy or veteran uh, lineup so we're just gonna talk about like 
all of our so so uh, we've got you know our our media mogul, our press releaser, uh, Pirate Captain Dom, <laughs> Chief of Staff Yandori. Okay, it's that's a choice. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think, and I, obviously the the roles will all have to be self assigned. So it's really important that you pick your own role, and no one actually assigns it to you, because um, that's that's even more obnoxious. I think, right? It's like trying to pick your own nickname. Right. I was about to say that. Yeah, everyone knows that if you want to, you know, if you want to have a nickname, you got to pick it yourself. You know, that that's the only way it sticks. I mean, otherwise you end up with Coco or Gammy. Those are both. Those are both not ideal. So that's, and welfare's out, GTG, which has got to go. Not to be confused with good to go. I'm old, and sometimes explaining the acronyms helps me understand what they are a little bit better. So that's good. All right. So, those are some of our favorite locker room moments. Um, talk, let's talk about the differences between. Um, you know the kingpin's locker room and your and your major's locker room. So Bauer, you kind of hinted at it already. Um, it sounds like the Toro's locker room isn't the most active right now. Would that be fair? Uh, yeah. Like I said, it's uh, they're not super interested in the major's locker room, which is completely understandable. I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and say that like it's a a failed locker room or anything yet, just because there's nobody up this season. We're calling up a few people. So should be a bit more activity. But yeah, I mean, I, I can't blame them for being more active in their minors locker rooms because, I mean, that's that's where their player is. That's where they've been for the past season or two. So, yeah, uh, it it doesn't really change as far as minors and majors locker rooms. Still the same conversations. The only thing with minors locker rooms is there's a lot more turnover. So you'll get new people in a lot quicker. People move on a lot quicker some teams don't let their old players stay in the locker room all that jazz so yeah majors locker room it's it's more of a group that stays together for a long time so it's interesting because you would think that a group of people who have interacted with with each other for longer um, would would be more prone to to being more social or having more conversations but i think you touched on the very interesting point of if the team's not doing well, it's understandable. I think, and, and again, I want, I want your opinion on this, I believe that the majors are significantly more results-oriented. Uh, that if you're, you are successful, you are going to be way more talkative in your majors locker room, and if you're unsuccessful, you might just be like, rip, and that's it. That's absolutely true. I mean, we were the worst team in the majors this past season, so there wasn't really much to talk about. I mean, in the war room, we're talking draft and doing contract stuff, but I mean, we're not going to discuss all that in our locker room. That's that's boring. I mean, every once in a while, we'll have some good conversations, bring up some baseball things, just life things. But yeah, there's there isn't really much to talk about, so it's not like I really blame them. It's not like here where we were having a good season, and you know, every sim there's things to talk about. Yeah, that's fair too. I think the the conversations in the majors locker rooms are just more they're just more sim and game oriented, right? It's just it's a lot more conversation that way. Uh, Dag, has your experience been pretty similar as far as the your two locker rooms? Uh definitely. I think um, you know, I, I think very recently uh, the Nashville locker room has uh, become a lot more mature. Um, because we lost, we lost some sort of younger, and I, I think uh, there's definitely a, a difference, um, and it's not a bad difference. It, it's it, there's it's just a difference, you know, in how younger and more older users communicate uh, in locker rooms. Um, and I think I I always say the best locker rooms are the ones that have both and play off each other well. Um, but you know, there there is also the matter of uh, what type of locker rooms your cup of tea. So right now in Nashville, it's a lot more mature. Whereas in here, I, I mean, I don't know everyone's age, but I feel like we have a lot of younger people, I'm going to say. And by younger, I mean like under 24, 25. Um, and uh, we, we're, we're kind of that style then, the, the younger style. And, you know, I don't really have a preference. I just like any locker room that is fun. But, um, you know, I, I feel like uh, everyone 
uh, has to find their balance. And, uh, you know, here in Chicago, I always think we found a, we found a good balance with that. Yeah, I'd agree. And, and definitely shout out to the coach Johnson's because, uh, I only spent a week in that locker room while, you know, the, some of the locker rooms, they invite people during the, the draftee experience so that they can get to know, you know, it's not just a one-way conversation. I think that's kind of a nice thing. Um, and, and they were both very welcoming and friendly. And at one point, I, I don't know if one of them or both of them mentioned because we're friends. And so I like I changed my nickname there to friends with both Coach Johnsons. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a I, you know it's one of those like the conversation just kind of naturally fizzled out uh, after the draft. But I, it felt like it was going to be a really fun locker room if that's that's where I ended up going. So shoutouts to them for putting a cool culture together. It seems like. At least, at yeah. least one that I liked. <laughs> I don't know about, I mean, Dag and Dag too. So we got two fans at least. Yeah, you should have gone there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> is that is that's not tampering? That's just like you no, should regret. Yeah, you should regret your ja- draft. You, sh- you should regret because I, I tell Juosu all the time that uh, she should have drafted me, and that's that's not tampering. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm yeah. talking about the past. Right. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't think that counts. Yeah. You can't reverse draft. That's not how the draft works. So yeah. So. You give him the Uno reverse card. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so how about you, CBS? Has it been a similar transition for you uh, in San Antonio? So for me, it's um, it's weird because there's no. I feel like there's no other locker room like the campaign locker room. Um, so I'm kind of spoiled in that way. Like I couldn't imagine being in no other locker room than the Chicago one. But in San Antonio, it's. It's a little bit slower. It's definitely not the same as the campaign stock room. It's people talk about PB stuff sometimes, sometimes baseball stuff and just general um, um, PB stuff. Uh, but that's it. That's all they talk about. In the campaign stock room, you, you could basically talk about anything since there's a lot of people here at different ages and different groups. They, over here, they, I mean, we like, like, we are like diff- different from other majors league or minor league. Like I feel like everybody is active. That's basically what I'm trying to say. That's so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Shout outs to to the GMs of the Sauce and uh, for for keeping keeping things fun. I mean, it's easier, you know, when you just won a championship. Do that doesn't hurt. But um, I mean, I yeah, guess it's relatively recent the, now, right? Yeah. In San Antonio, where everybody's active during game time. That's Basically, what's important, like that's during during game times, like, everybody's is there, they're focused, and basically we're just rooting for each other and the team. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like it's almost like a kingpin's light, right? Like it's still it's still like us, but maybe not quite as active or quite as goofy as we get. Maybe basically only active during games. That's it. Right on. Yeah, and I, and I think my experience with DVS has been relatively similar i think you know again that we tend to be a lot more talkative and a lot more engaged during a during game days and b when we're winning so this season not that nobody said anything but this season was a lot quieter because kind of from the get-go it was a it was a shaky season the testing didn't go super well and so we kind of knew coming into it it was going to be it was going to be a challenge and a, and a rough conference so um didn't work out but but yeah, definitely the most the most active room in DVS by a long shot is the war room. Uh, that's that's mm. where pretty much all the conversation happens, uh, and you know obviously decision making happens there too. But um, yeah, I don't know if it was different before I joined. Um, I can tell you that last season, you know, people were a little bit more active for sure, but definitely just, just coming from the Kingpins going to that locker room, it's not a dig on on uh, on Frick or PM in any way, it's just, I think it's the nature of the majors in a lot of ways. People are, are kind of more invested in their players, trying to lean more into success and builds and things like that, so so yeah, I think my experience has been pretty much the same, definitely. And apparently, oh man, us equipment managers aren't doing well. Okay, we'll we'll figure it out. Oh, <laughs> okay. And yes, the uh, the the recent trade to the Toros 
is complaining about the the Toro's equipment managers. Okay, as long as it's not the Kingpin's managers, uh, equipment managers, we're good then. It's somehow not your fault this time. Yeah, for once, I I think you know even a blind squirrel gets a nut every once in a while. So I stumble into into uh, lack of failure. Is basically I don't succeed. I just stumble into lack of failure. I'll take it. So thank you for accidentally shouting me out as competent. Haha. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think ultimately it's just that would be kind of another piece of advice for draftees is your locker room is going to be different. You know, you're going to it's it's going to be a different experience. It's not necessarily worse or better. It's just going to be different. So uh, still engage, still reach out to people. You'll find that people, at least in in my experience, if you enter if you uh, push those interactions with people, they will respond. It's just that you generally won't see those random interactions from other folks, generally speaking. Um, so, so yeah, work at it, play with it, put into it what you want to get out of it. If that isn't fun for you, just you know, keep hanging out with the Crush fam because uh, we'll we'll all just keep hanging out here forever, forever. You can't get rid of us. It's great. Yeah. So that's you know the culture fit. The, the interactions are important. Um, and oh, I you know I didn't mention what has to be my favorite interaction uh, was between Twitch and the locker room, which was the formation of the Crush Fam itself. So the the random shout out from Hortle calling us you know Crush Jacob and Crush Jimenez turning into the Crush Brothers. The interaction then with Stanley Yelnats uh, making it the Crush Fam and. And just kind of keeping it all going. So that obviously that has to be, you know, my favorite favorite. But the anchovy home run, that was also, oh my goodness, that was also great. Yeah. Also, being welcome in the in the locker room was also a top moment in any of us basically um, memory MTV. Yeah. Just it's again we're all kind of. Uh, statistics nerds or baseball nerds or some I mean we're all kind of obsessed over some weird thing which is why we're here um, so it's good for us to all be weird together and find that that welcoming environment where uh, do we agree on everything no but do we do we have pretty similar senses of humor and, and personalities absolutely And uh, shout-outs to the Dank Memer bot, apparently, is what we're, <laughs> that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I forgot. I always forget that bot exists. That was something that, when I first came to DVS, that got used a lot. So... What is happening? Right. It's just adorable memes. It's nonstop. You can try to fight it, but uh, it's not going to work. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of the the main things I wanted to discuss. You know, just get people kind of prepped for that stuff, and uh, and thinking about again not just where you want to go and what you want to do, but how you can manage the situation. Right? You can always only ever control the things that you do. You can't control what other people do. So use this information to your advantage. Make those interactions even more fun. Um, yeah. Just go out and have fun, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the other, the, the last kind of points that we could talk about. So, uh, again, rebuilding year for DVS is interesting. Um, we'll see how kind of all of this offseason stuff shakes up and, and plays out. I don't know exactly what our plan is at this point, but obviously not making the playoffs for the first time in like forever. Something ridiculous since like season six or something uh, has us kind of looking at all of our options and, and we'll see exactly what route we go. Um, and yeah, shout outs to renders. That is, so there you go. That's another fun topic. Is uh, is what's uh, Bauer, what's your favorite render? What, whatever the hell that one is. <laughs> LGM, it, he is ridiculous. Um, obviously, his last player, Obama, had 
the most legendary face gen in PB history, but uh, somehow he has topped it. I'm not, I'm not sure what that is. What's his What's his player's name? Is it, is is that actually in that sim file yet, or no? Um, his his player name right now is Jim Doig, but I don't think that's in the sim. Oh, that's too bad. Okay. Yeah, there are some legendary. Yeah, Barack Obama Melty Face is pretty great. Yeah, I I don't know what that Obama like. How did how did he even do that? <laughs> I don't it's, understand. I think he takes uh, just some normal face and puts it in the microwave a few times. <laughs> yeah, that's so. Uh, Mr. Latoris being Shrek is is uh, one of my favorites, and then uh, yep. yeah, Ed Barker's good. Oh, it has sliders. Great. So he's basically. Like going full MLB the show where you can just make your player a monstrosity. So you give him a face, well, a weird face to begin with, and then you you mess around with sliders. Got it. And then uh, Remy Ratatouille, also really good. I should do that. Mess around with some sliders. Like trying to, yeah, trying to put cartoon characters into the sim through the face gen creator is, is really fun. I remember when uh, LGM first submitted that player render for Obama, he didn't even give, uh, I think it was Enoch or Person Man at the time, he, he didn't even give him a picture. He just gave him the file and said, here, use that. And then when Person Man opened it up, he's like, what is going on? Yeah, it's just, it's it never gets old. Like, like you no. see it on The Sim every time. It's funny. It's just every time. I, I laughed for a solid week. Anytime anyone posted that picture, yeah, the new the new Barry Benson one is looking strong too, for sure. Yeah, it's it's the um, you know Degumpa Chicago obviously is his render is Jerry Seinfeld, and uh, you've got Barry Benson who is converting to the the B version of Jerry Seinfeld, so. How does that universe work? I don't know what that interaction looks like. Do, do they, if they interact, do they explode or implode? Do we all die? Yeah, um, we always had to stand like at least twelve feet apart from each other uh, in the locker room and in the in the dugout because if, if we if we were to ever have touched, then it would have opened like a, a wormhole essentially. Yeah, that sounds like physics. I believe that. Yep. Mm -hmm. And thank you for switching your names for no reason. I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but it's it, that's awesome. So Bow Bow and Dag have now uh, exchanged identities. I guess I don't know. Don't don't worry about it. It's because we're Maltese. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. It's all revealed. So um, yeah, Shu and Hummus start the process. You know whatever that that looks like, and uh, we'll get that taken care of for sure. We always that's that's my new tradition, I guess. Every podcast, I'm going to shout out like two of the five people outside of this locker room who listen to the podcast. So yeah, I got to shout out my mom. So that's three. Um, I got to shout out Juosu. That'd be four. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to at Casey Colby. Don't forget that. Yep. Yeah, right. that's that's the role. At Casey Colby. Someone do it for me. I'm just listen. I've got people for this. And yeah, <laughs> yes. Intellectual property rights are very tricky with PBE. That's why none of this can be merchandised, right? Like it's everyone has to create their own logos and and make them their own property, and then we can sell that stuff. And of oh, course, we'll take we're that. We're forgetting money. one person. Was that? We're we're forgetting one person. The uh, number one Kingpin's fan to shout out uh, Crowley. That's Matt Crowley. <laughs> Oh. oh man, we almost got through a whole podcast without mentioning Crowley. Uh, that would have been the first one in like five fan. weeks. Biggest fan. Oh man, that's it's still yeah. That's I think that's still a lot of people's favorite dag moment for sure. That's it's it's my least favorite. We just we enjoy it so much. It's just funny because like you slightly stepped out of line, but not really, and then and then it just caused like the best reaction. It's great. Yeah. 
It's great. And, and you know what it is? So here's, here's how we'll close. I'm going to talk about the subject of positive attrition. So there are people, especially in the workplace, that you, you work with them, you coach them, you, sh you make sure that their skills are where they need to be, and, and something just isn't clicking. Something isn't good about what they're doing. Maybe they're just not interacting with customers uh, the right way. And eventually, maybe sooner than later, they, they kind of put you in a corner where you have to terminate them. You have to either let them go or let them keep having bad interactions. So we refer to that as positive attrition, right? You're losing people, um, which, is, which is attrition, but you're losing people who are hurting the company, hurting the brand in some way. So it's a good thing. And honestly, that to, that whole situation was positive attrition, right? We 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 analyzed it afterwards. That thing got posted, and and so that was a positive thing for for the PBE. So so congratulations to Dag for generating positive attrition, is is how I see it. Do do, do you guys have any other takes on it? Uh, the golden rule. You know, that's that's how I try to operate. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I also, I also, um, I've, I, I, I only ever take the front line against people if I think they are just someone who, uh, does not benefit this league, um, positively at all. And, um, you know, I've, I've only done that a few times, thank goodness, but generally when I do, uh, they aren't heard from for much longer. We'll, we'll just, that, that's, that's actually true. I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Positive attrition. Any uh, any final comments on positive attrition, uh, uh, Bauer? Uh, or, or no, Dag? most people think I'm an asshole, so. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I like, you know, it's true. just funny to me because the interactions, like, the interactions I've had with you have never been anything but super positive and really fun. And I feel like literally everyone in the league trash talks you. And it's mostly yep. mutual. It's mostly mutual, right? But I feel like you've just generated this, like, this heel character for for the PBE that everyone's supposed to hate and I'm like I just Pretty don't much. see it. I just don't I've tried and like I'm like oh I'm going to rag on Bauer too and I'm like I just I I don't I can't. Well, you're just too nice. That's that's your issue. You don't have a mean bone in your body. I mean I'm mostly nice. I'm mostly nice. That's fair, I guess. I I try to be personable and so I don't know. Anyway, the point is that it, it that's just funny to me. It's funny to me that like literally everyone in the league of note is just, just trashes on you in every interaction I've ever seen from them. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's how it goes. I don't know. I like the character. I like the. I, I I'm excited. You know, maybe someday Bauer. You know, because they always say with well, you know the best actors in wrestling are always heels, right? They're never they're never the good guys. You you put your weakest people there. Because the heels really have to carry it, so so thank you for carrying the burden of making PBE entertaining for the rest of us. Oh well, I, I don't know if it's, it's that uh, noteworthy, but thank you. But I, I also want to say um, I think um, everyone knows you know Bauer the the character or whatever, but I, I I seriously don't think anyone dislikes Bauer. I and and I, I I genuinely like at least people I've talked to. I've never heard anyone actually like you know pull me aside and say something bad about him like you know we, we all you know we, we all trash talk each other because that's that's just how these league works but we all also at the end of the day uh, we all pretty much love each other so um and bauer is no different i've i bauer is beloved by the world well i i wouldn't say beloved but yeah mo most of the the whole trash talking everything it's it's just a game never let it actually get to me because i don't think people mean it i mean if they do it's funny because i don't really mess with anyone but yeah yeah if people think it's if it's real on their end then they need to calm down <laughs> yeah you're you're way too wound up right now yep how about you cbs any any commentary on uh, positive attrition or uh, bower the heel Honestly, I have no idea what's going on. I just know that Bauer and Dag just changed the name, and I have no idea who they are now. So, um, no, that's it. You know, I'm just going to have some fun, go to work under a severe thunderstorm, apparently, and some possible hail. And, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yikes. Yeah, the, the, the name changes <laughs> is very confusing. But, yeah, have a, have a fun and safe day at work. Hopefully it's relatively relaxing. 
Um, it's going to be very relaxing, especially the way it's work. Right on. Okay, cool. Awesome, guys. Well, the hour flies by. That's, that's our time for today. Um, yeah, I feel like we, we've covered everything that you would ever need to know about hanging out with people in PBE. I feel like that's uh, this is the primer. I'll definitely um, pin this in my mind and reference it anytime someone asks me this question. I'll just be like, listen to this podcast. Boom. Uh, but thanks for joining. Thanks for, for coming on. And, um, and yeah, please, I always say this. I never get it. Talk to me. You know, if you listen to this and you have questions or you're like, that was cool or that was dumb, send me a message and let's start, let's start a conversation because, like, hanging out with people is fun. I need more people to pretend to be my friends, so please pretend to be my friend. Reach out to me, and uh, and yeah, let's let's talk about nonsense. It's gonna be great. Any any closing thoughts? Starting at the top with whoever is at the top. I don't I don't know who anyone is anymore. So, closing thoughts. Yeah, I think that's Baudag. Baudag, yeah. Okay, I, I guess I'll go first. Um, well, I really just want to say, um, uh, you know. Um, whenever you like, you'll, you go to like a college event or like you hear, you know, like a president of, a, of like a big school speak to always talk about how great their alumni program is. And I always kind of tone out at that point. Cause like, well, yeah, sure. Of course you like getting money, but I, I mean it when I say, uh, this team just has the best like alumni uh, and people who are no longer playing for the team, but have remained, um, active within this locker room and doing this podcast. So, uh, CBS, uh, Cantherion, um, uh, Jess, uh, shit, uh, pork chop, trying to stick as many, uh, everyone. Yeah. Everyone is in, uh, crush fam who stayed with this team despite no longer being a part of it. I love you all. And really, um, you guys are continuing to make this team just great. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I'm really happy that this podcast uh, has survived and it's because of our, it's because of our great alumni program. Uh, well, it's because it's because you guys have the most fun locker room. I mean, that's so it's you create a good culture and people will join that that group that enjoy that culture. So so thank you for for putting that all together for us. And yeah, episode number 25, not too bad. Uh, Will we be the longest running ever weekly podcast? I don't know. I'm not going to bother to look that up. I'm just going to say yes, we are currently the longest running weekly podcast in the PBE. Uh, So message me and prove me wrong because I'm not fact checking it. Let's go. Um, any any closing thoughts from uh, from de- from CBS? Anything else you wanted to add before you had to work? Um, yeah, this 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 was fun and sweet words from from Dag. I'm still waiting for um, the campaign's all timers day that we supposed to have, right? Uh, that that'll come at the same time as the Hall of Fame. Uh, some some okay. time around then. Okay, got it. Yeah, so that's um, that's another. Well, I was gonna say it's another Moosey project, but he's been he's been super busy. So yeah, Dag, you gotta step it up, man. You can't you can't just pass everything off to Moosey anymore. You gotta you gotta do some work here. Uh, and I hate doing work. We all know that. <laughs> and and Moosey dead due to draft. Uh, rip Moosey. F's in the chat. Um, any any parting thoughts from uh, some from Bow Dag Dagbow? Oh, I, I started talking and I was muted. Um. When drinking alcohol, make sure you drink water. Oh, that's, that's a great uh, PSA. Yeah, stay hydrated, folks. That's it's it, you know it's well, yeah. easy, it's easy to not do it and forget about it, and it seems like a just like an obvious thing, but in the moment, I, I think it's difficult. So yeah, please drink water. Absolutely. Yeah, just all the time. Make sure you're hydrated, but especially if you're drinking alcohol. Yeah, water water should be your chaser for sure. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks again for being here. Thanks to those who who listened, who took the time. And uh, we'll see you on the field. Take care.